We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. What are the haps? Start the day the right way with the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo. All right, all right. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Star brought to you by Zero Res Smart Lasting Clean. And Zero Res, gentlemen, would have come in handy because I didn't get to this on this date back in uh, 1586. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots is that, was executed. Is that Bloody Mary? Yes. You know why it was so bloody? Because uh, it was kind of a botched execution. You know, normally it's kind of a clean beheading. Well, the first strike hit her like midway up the back of her head. It took three times for them to finally uh, behead her. I guess they used an intern that day. The regular executioner called in. Can't do it today. It's like, all right, kid, it's your shot. Or he was <laughs> drunk when he got the call. He'd been in a tavern somewhere. Forgot to sharpen it on purpose. Yeah. Now, right. why did she get executed? She uh, plotted to uh, assassinate uh, Queen Elizabeth. She had an illegitimate That'll claim to the uh, British throne, and that's, I think she's like in prison for like 18 years or something like that. So there you go. It's one of those, where were you when it happened? <laughs> was that like the, the other Borling girl uh, story? Was that? Uh, you're talking about Anne Boleyn? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Bloody, bloody yes. execution. Yes, I think you're asking the wrong three dudes. Maybe Rob. Rob, oh, Rob might know. Well, I, I brought no it up. So <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I know things here and there, but uh, a lifetime of uh, my particular lifestyle. You know, the gray matter isn't what it was. I should do the fasting. That third day, I think I'd be clear as a bell. The clarity would be amazing. Let me tell it? you something. I would have. Let me tell you something. I would have loved to have done that with you to hear your, see your text about how angry you are. I, I want to eat something. I want to drink. But you know what? You would. You'd come. You would be shot out of a cannon the third day because <laughs> I was. Like, I felt that that last day when I woke up and I had what? Like, I wake up at three every morning, so I had to get to noon. Without eating it, I was so wide awake, had so much clarity, and now I'm back to a, uh, uh, and um, okay, what? Yeah, so I'm butchering stuff again. But but man, I was good for that that two days at you know, day that last day, and then the next day I was great. You should do it. I don't know, man, because I, I I really do get hangry, and I will fixate on how hungry I am. Just drink water every time you get hungry. The water will fill you up. You'll be fine. I'll try to I'll try to do it with you if you do it. I tried to do it with Bo last week, and about 24 hours in, I was dog sick because I got my my daughter's stomach virus and couldn't get off the floor. Oh, really? You tried to? I was yeah. gonna do it with him. I was gonna do it with him, Rob. Maybe and, maybe uh, it made you sick. I kept fact. every every time I felt sick, I kept thinking it was the the cleanse. And then after a while, the things that started happening to me, I was like, like nope, uh-oh. this is not part of the mm. cleanse. This it, is uh, you just had absolute havoc. It was reeking in your physiology. Sudden, I'm like, all right, I need a sandwich. Sandwich, please. Somebody bring me a sandwich. What do you guys want to talk a little more free agency show? Let's do it. Right? What, what is your big priority? What do you think the fun about, like I said, edge rusher, receiver, supplement, well, supplement secondary? I mean, part of, part of free agency that we forget about is getting some of the, uh, sometimes you have to retain your own players. You can't get, just because you, you can't get weaker in another area and then just and improve it in, in one area and then get weaker in another and say, well, we're better. 
Yeah, because you can't say ready to win now. Yeah, and ten of those guys walk out the door. <laughs> so <laughs> really we got our edge rusher at all as well. A quarterback away, and then yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden, so just like every NBA team is one player away. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, Calais Campbell's an answer on the list. I think Nate Lambin though. Now he's an exclusive rights free agent. So the Falcons, to my knowledge, are the only team that. Uh, and I have to read 100% up, but they're the only team that can negotiate with him. Uh, and so he should be back. So that's probably why he's down on the list. But he has to be back. You need Lamon, You need Caden Ellis. You need Troy Anderson healthy. Boom. There you go. On that, I do think Calais Campbell and Bud Dupree defensively are two guys that you would like to have back. They're not going to be break-the-bank type players, but that's, what, 13 or 14 sacks that you would let walk out the door? Right. And that's where Terry Fano did some pretty good work there. What do they call the uh, – y'all have to help me out. There's a, there's a situation in the NFL, not a situation. Part of the NFL CBA is that when a guy who is on a rookie deal um, and plays a lot, they actually get paid money for, for how much they, they played during the season. I can't remember the name. The like an incentive-based thing. Right, but it's, it's, it's structured in the CBA. It's not part of their contract, right? So it's, it's part of um, – it's. I have to think that Lamin in that light will get absolutely broke off, um, because I think it's uh, the less money you're making, the more you're eligible for, or something like that. So, I keep turning my mic off. <laughs> I thought I turned it on. It was off. The, technically, he was in his second year last year, though. I I think because he actually played some of the NFL. But I think it's part of the rookie your rookie contract is what I'm saying. I, I think it's. But I don't think about that. I don't think he's under one because he was an undrafted free agent. And I think he was on a one-year daily. I think I don't think he, um, I don't think he falls under that. Like I just don't think that's something that that he will get because of undrafted. And then he signed a one-year deal, so technically, I don't even think he would be under his rookie deal. That Entry, makes sense. In, well, this is a that's a different one right there. I I, I want to get back in this conversation too because my question would be of this list, and we're talking about Josh Kendall's list that he had on the Athletic yesterday. My question would be. And I'll go through it one more time for anybody that's just now tuning in. His top ten list of unrestricted free agents for the Atlanta Falcons, one through ten is this. Calais Campbell, Bud Dupree, Jeff Okuda, Matt Collins, Contavia Street, Cordero Patterson, Trey Flowers, Michael Pruitt, Van Jefferson, Cordero Hodge. Which one of those ten would be the first guy that y'all would sign back into the fold other than Calais Campbell. Well, Van Jefferson's good for uh, uh, drops and key moments. There's two I can remember. Now, can remember where he came from, though, Rob. Yeah. Where did he come from? He came from L.A. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be some familiarity with Zach Robinson, and it might be really valuable to have inside of that wide receiver Yeah, I'm room. not saying throwing him on the trash heap for that, but I just yeah. remember that's what I thought about him. You know, there was a bit of a pulse when he, uh, when, when he, when he got here to Atlanta, but it didn't seem like it, uh, it didn't bear much fruit. I know that Contavious Street was a Ryan Nielsen guy, and he was happy. I had signed Contavious Street. That was that's the first one I thought about too. He when we talked about well. Matt Collins earlier as a specialist, Contavious Street was such a good trade for us. It, I mean, I we we didn't know anything about him, right? He was buried on the depth chart of in Philly, but then when you turn the film on after week one of him kind of being here for four days and he's playing, he was good, man. And then he we was, got hurt, he, and you really right. missed him, right? Yeah, because you already were missing Grady. He was brought in to replace Grady. His ability. Not to get too deep into the weeds as far as as far as how to play the position, his ability to press, get his hands on an O lineman's chest, separate. Right. right now, you're using one arm to kind of put your body in a gap and separate from the offensive lineman so they can't drive you, and then to anchor. So now you're using one arm in the offensive lineman's chest, but you're anchoring with your legs so that they're not able to push you out of these gaps. 
his ability to kind of press and separate and anchor was incredible for a guy that was not playing much up in Philly. I was dumbfounded because you don't it, expect much. Was it the Tampa game that he got hurt? And yeah. Once he got hurt, that's when Tampa really started opening up their run game, and that's when you really felt his absence. Yeah, he went, out, water. he went out sometime in the second half of that Tampa, the second Tampa game here at home, and then they started gashing you. And that White started running all over you, and that's when Baker started getting in a rhythm and everything started clicking for them, and they, they didn't win that game. Imagine, we always talk here about trenches and, and doing it, but then whenever free agency and the draft comes around, it seems that we get we get enamored with other things. Dude, go resign that guy because imagine Grady coming back from injury. You, and yeah, I, I think Grady will there you you can say a lot of things about Grady Jarrett, but one of the things you can never say is that he isn't one of the hardest working guys in the league because he absolutely is. So you go res you go resign Contavious Street, takes a little bit of pressure off Grady to play as many snaps as he has in the past immediately. But not not to mention the fact that when he goes off the field, you you're always gonna get weaker when a Grady Jarrett type player goes off the field, but you're not gonna get significantly weaker. It's not like going from Grady Jarrett to, you know, some of the guys he, we've gone to in the past that just haven't been able to hold their own hold it. it it's just so much it makes you so much better. It's so frustrating to me, though, to look at how well these guys fit inside of Ryan Nielsen's scheme because they were all uh, – David Onyemata, Clays Campbell, Caden Ellis, Contavia Street's on that list. They were brought here to be part of that scheme. And it, it, and it does sting a little bit that now you're not looking at a Ryan Nielsen scheme one year into it when you're like, oh, man, big strides defensively. I have to assume that obviously Raheem and, and those guys are going to do what's best. But it <sighs> – it's frustrating to look at it from that perspective because you're like, man, it fits so well into what Ryan Nielsen was trying to do, and you wonder what that is kind of moving forward under Raheem. And Morris. even though if, you know there's kind of diminishing returns on that defense towards the end of the year, but it was certainly a lot better than it had been several years before. Yeah, they doubled the sacks. They were banged right. up. You know, the offense also was probably, other than that Colts game, the offense was its worst form the last five to six weeks of the season, other than the Colts game, but – the one thing Ross said was, and he said it to Dukes and Bell, he was like, you know, it's a, it's a Quinnism, it's a Dan Quinn slogan. <laughs> but he said, look, we're gonna, we're not going to make our guys fit in the system. We're going to find out what they're really good at and, and, and make them good, you know, make them able to do that so they can be great. Here's, what, here's me looking at the bright side as far as the, the transition goes defensively, and, and I hope everybody will kind of follow along with this. Ryan Nielsen was brought here to do what up front? He was brought here to change one stat up front. Yeah, sacks. It was, he was brought here to get more sacks. I'm going to look at it as maybe you can hold serve a little bit on that, and I'm going to tell myself that Raheem Morris and Jimmy Lake in particular are brought here to get turnovers on the back end because we went through an entire season, and a lot of, nobody's talking about this enough, where not one corner had an interception for this team last yep. year. And so That's Ryan Nielsen, we can talk about it and say, hey, Brought in here to get sacks. Brought in here to get sacks. And he did that. He doubled the sack number. I'm going to hope that Raheem Morris can't double the interception rate for the cornerback position here because we didn't have any. So, you know, Jesse Bates gets those interceptions. He had a couple of tip balls that were able to, you know, return the other way. Got him in bunches, though. Didn't, wasn't scattered out throughout the season. You've got to find a way to get more turnovers from the cornerback position. Richie Grant had a pick, too. I forgot about that one. You've got to find more ways to get that from the cornerback position. I'm going to hope, and I'm going to look at the bright side of this defensive transition and say that Jimmy Lake and Raheem Morris can find a way 
to get more turnovers out of that secondary, out of that cornerback position. Hey, you want to get you want to go see Usher? Me, me, me. How about at a seven forty? We're gonna give away tickets uh, to see Usher. It's kind of a while away. What is it? October of uh, this year, right? But hey, something to look forward to. That's all we need is something to look forward to. How about looking forward to uh, some provocative remarks from former Falcons GM Thomas Dimitrov? What did he say? We'll find out next on the morning shift. Sports Radio, 929 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of The Morning Shift. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in close! Bring it in close! The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on The Morning Shift. Welcome back to The Morning Shift. Triple in for Tiffany Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Just three days away from finally... The uh, Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, this hour brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. The effects on your animal feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. You get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. So, we've been hearing from uh, Thomas Dimitrov here and there, right? Gentlemen, lately he's kind of been a pulse. He's kind of hanging around a bit. Well, guess what? He suggested the Falcons front office pushed Arthur Smith out to try to hire Bill Belichick. I think maybe Arthur's performance pushed him out, but, you know, who am I? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and listen, for better or worse, I got a lot of respect for Thomas and, uh, you know, being able to catch up with him, uh, being kind of back in uh, in and around this team has been kind of uh, nice. I mean, Thomas is, is, I I feel like, finally willing to kind of Show his face and talk about the Falcons here recently, where I don't know if he felt like he had a role. Very likable dude, man. Very likable guy. Um, and, and, and listen, two-time NFL executive of the year. No matter what yeah. you want to say about him and his tenure here, he had a run of success, much like I feel about Mike Smith and about Dan Quinn. He had a run of success uh, and, and, and led some good football teams. Let me ask you this. I think Mike Smith should be put in the ring of honor. He rescued this franchise from the Bobby Petrino debacle. And yeah. the Mike Vick debacle. One year after that, first year on the job, first time head coach with the rookie quarterback gets to the playoffs. You you won't first of all, you won't find a bigger Mike Smith fan than me. That being said, I don't know that I want to set the bar right there for coaches getting in the ring of honor. I, I hey, just, if you if you put him in, don't you have to put in Dan Quinn? 
Took you to a point. Super Bowl? Sorry, Mike, Thanks. you're not in, but we, you will be held in high regard. I, I, you, listen, you changed I, I my mind Mike. on that one. We, I, got to I catch do, too. Up. I got to catch up with Mike. Uh, where, what golf tournament? Uh, Arthur it was Blanks. Arthur Blanks. Oh, man. Uh, golf I, it, was, it, it was almost emotional for me to see Mike Smith. Yeah. Love the guy. I just don't. I don't know if I, I – but here's the thing, Rob. I already agree with – I disagree, I'm sorry, with like three or four people probably in the ring of honor. Mm-hmm. Like when, 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 you know, some of the names that are in Who that are you ring of honor. There's just a couple of guys whose tenure here were like four or five years where I'm like, is that what we're doing? Just say it. You know what I mean? Say it. Dion? Don't you do that, my friend. Was those guys that were four or five years? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. No, it was four years. Four okay. years. But don't do he's that. He's there four years. My guy. Then he bolted on the franchise, but he's heralded. No, the Smiths didn't want to pay him, dude. They he's heralded as the, as the as the greatest player in franchise history by so many. I, I don't think it's which a, isn't a, true. It's not a. It's it's not saying that Dion wasn't a great player or a great Falcon. I just don't know that I want four years with the franchise to be the benchmark. I can understand that. That's uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right. What do you how, have to how be big a could your mark have been in four years? It, I don't know, man. There, there's and there's he's not the only one. There's like there's one or two guys in the Ring of Honor that are kind of like that. So. My fun little thing about Mike Smith because when that Bobby Petrino, Michael Vick stuff all happened in 2007, that's something that could have set your franchise back five, ten years. And he came in immediately a stabilizing factor. Well, I, give Thomas credit too. I was gonna say yeah. if you're gonna have yeah. that conversation, boy, Thomas is going to be on our list. That 2008 draft, Harry Douglas, yeah. Sam Baker. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan. He went and signed Michael Turner. Yep. Um, I know I'm li- huge. I'm li- yeah. Well, he, well, in 2009 they make the trade for Tony, mm-hmm. and I, I know I'm leaving off a couple of guys in that eight that eight draft class because there were a couple of guys. I think, I think Thomas Deku might have been in that draft class, and he had a he might have been he had a whether he how he played at the end was or not he was good here when they needed him for a long time. Uh, you know, William I, Moore would have been the next year, right? Uh, that was. I want to say that was, I want to say it wasn't 10. was 10 because that was my draft. Well, then it would it, have been 2009 draft for okay. way more. But he was already here when you got here? Yep. Then it was nine. Um, uh, you know what? Th- what I would settle for, not Ring of Honor, I would just settle for we stop. And I think too many times Mike Smith's name is said and it kind of has this negative connotation. It's the H.P.L. Hard Knocks. The Falcons well, are soft. And the- that's what's that's what's that that was probably the thing about Smitty is he was he oh, when man. he was here when he was coached now if you hear him do media he's great because he's he's relaxed but he was a little uptight with the media as far as not his re, his relationship but just how he talked it never sounded natural or comfortable I I've told you guys this before and I've said it on this radio station before I love Mike Smith when Mike Smith was fired I felt relieved. I honestly thought he was the kind of guy that was going to have a heart attack after one of the games. you see how red he would get? Dude, he looked like he was going to have a serious <laughs> medical episode <laughs> wow, after so some tight. of the losses. I mean, He's he just does. enjoying retirement now, isn't he? And, and, and when he was let go, I thought, oh, God, thank you. Like, I, I mean, not that I don't want to be coached by him or I don't know what my future was going to be at the time, but I thought to myself, uh, he, 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 needs, he needs a few years away. And um, – I think he's in a much better place for, for from everything I hear, man. Just uh, going up to Tennessee, fly fishing a little bit, and living the dream. So good for him. Yeah, I talked to him when Matt Ryan got traded, and uh, we had him on Dukes and Bell. I, but I called him and I ended up talking to him for an hour. I just was trying to book him, and he was like, "Oh, how's it going?" Like we catch up, thought about everything from his family, and I said, "Dude, what are you doing these days?" He's like, "Well, I'm a squid. I'm a part of Mike's mafia. Uh, no, he, he. I think he's. I think he's a nation member. <laughs> the unfortunate part of that same, right about the same time I'm talking about that, I was talking to Mike Smith, 
and you've heard the story before, Algie Crumpler walks up and goes, by the way, Squid Nation. That's right. Algernon is a part of That's Squid right. Nation? Oh. I, was, Algie, I yeah. was so disrespected and dumbfounded. <laughs> wow. I was never teammates with Algie, but we, we're, we're, fr- we're well, friends and buddies. Well, I was and I teammates. I, I was teammates with Algie. I was a teammate. Disrespected, Algie. If you're listening, that was that one hurt. Um, still carrying that three months later. Yeah. Well, all Mike Smith does is play golf and fish. Like he he was like he when he I had texted the day before. And he goes, I'm sorry, I didn't get back to you. I was on I was on the course. And I said, What are you doing today, coach? He said, Well, I'm at the doctor's right now. And then I'm leaving there. Me and uh, me and me and the missus, we're gonna go out on the river and we're gonna fish. And uh, he goes, I might have some time tomorrow before I go play golf. You want to do it? Then <laughs> I said, Yeah. Dude, you're living the dream, isn't he? Like, look at that. Man. Good for you. That's why you do it. That's why you deal with the stress. All right, the turf situation is pretty ridiculous out there for the 49ers at uh, UNLV. Of course, they had the normal field turf, and they came in and laid sod over it. Which is, is that what happened? That's what happened. Yeah. So we were theorizing first, yesterday. Yeah, we're like, well, how bad that, could it, it didn't be? Qu- completely get revealed when we first uh, visited. Then we got got the uh, full information. How's it not moving all around? Well, and also they got rain out there too, so it's uh, squishy. It's very squishy. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, you know, and, and not to I'm, mention that's an injury waiting to happen. Isn't well, it? well, there's been a lot of talk about this here recently in the city of Atlanta because you're getting you're going to get the grass for uh, the World Cup. Yeah, right. So you're going to get that inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and that'll be a short-term. I don't uh, think they're going to lay it over the turf. They're going to lay it over the concrete. I would imagine. Right? Yeah. Well, but they still have to put like a like a dirt situation and a drainage yeah. situation yeah. underneath it because you're going to have to water it in a month's time, mm-hmm. right? So then you got to be able to drain it. And you have to be able to do everything else. Well, there's got to be drainage well, anyway, so they water the field. The, the, they true. water the turf yeah, for the yeah, United game. He's never pellets flying that, around. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it's for? I think kinda, so, yeah. Kind of clump up the pellets. Yeah. I, I always thought the United did that just because they like um, they like, like the, the ball to skate across yeah, the turf. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was their thing when they first got the, <laughs> Maybe like, some multi-purpose. A, I was thing, a little bit of a ground ball pitcher when I was in high school, and my uh, yeah, my head coach would never cut the grass in the week leading up to Oh, that's right. Slow down those ground balls, man. to take a little of that skim, a little of that scuff off the grounders. Well, that's a that's the thing, and a lot of people are saying, "Well, that's just going that's the 49ers building in an excuse." But that sounds like an awful situation because every because everything's pretty pristine over there at the uh, Raiders' uh, place where uh, where the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are practicing. Did, are we at the point in society where every time you tell the truth, it's an excuse? Why not? I yeah. mean, that's that. Oh, that's an excuse. No, this is our well, situation. Well, to, to, to Kyle Shanahan's credit, he said, "Hey, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna deal with it the best we can." And I think well, that's just what he wanted to do. Well, let's hear from Kyle Shanahan. He talks about that very thing. Kyle, how's the uh, the practice fields? Were the conditions okay that you could have a normal practice without any adjusting? Yeah, we had a normal practice. And you we didn't practice there the rest of the week? Oh, yeah. We're not going to change our whole schedule up. We'd have to go too early in the morning, mess everything up. So this is the best choice we got. Are you satisfied with that choice? We're here. We're practicing on it. I mean, everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but we'll deal with the field how it is. That's a no. He's not yeah. happy, but, but he didn't want to belabor the point. Say, well, uh, it's it's, it's what's his, he it do? is what it he is. He doesn't yeah. want to give his his team any excuses either, right? If yep. you if you start complaining about it, then his team goes into the game thinking we're at, we're at a disadvantage. Yeah, you wait till after the game, and if you lose, then you stop. <laughs> just find a local high school yeah. field. Strongly worded email yeah. to, to, to Roger Goodell. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I know, I know Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. my auto, Kelsey, is the golden boys, but come on. That's actually a good point, Rob. You can't tell me that, like, what is it, Bishop Gorman out there? You yeah. can't tell me they don't have a go solid to, practice go facility. Go to a good high to, school field, to, to, to hop on the bus. And UNLV doesn't have, like, UNLV doesn't have bad facilities. It's just turf, evidently. But I bet, they, I, did, I bet you Bishop Gorman's turf. 
I bet Bishop Gordon has an indoor. I mean, they probably have an indoor facility just like uh, just like anywhere yeah, else. More and more high because it's it's cost effective just to lay that stuff down, even though it yeah. causes cancer. <laughs> Look it up. Well, there's uh, there's there's some thinking on those lines. Well, then uh, Kyle Shanahan should urge all of his his players to do a water cleanse after because it, <laughs> it reduces the chances of that. Hey, we have mic'd up coming up, and I'm always excited. What are you going to pull out of your bag of tricks, young man? Rob, we got some Super Bowl prop bets that we're going to go over. And uh, listen, I've been uh, I've been a wager most of uh, the last few years, and so we put the Super Bowl bets down. I'm not going to give you any advice. I'm just going to throw these out to you and see uh, see if you have any inkling either way, man. So maybe some Gatorade, maybe some National Anthem, maybe some uh, first touchdown kind of thing. So we'll talk about that all on the other side. It's uh, mic'd up on the morning shift, Sports Radio 99 The Game. We're talking all things Atlanta sports and beyond. This is the Morning Shift. Make some noise! On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for Mic'd Up. On the Morning Shift. All right, it's the Thursday edition of Mic'd Up here on the Morning Shift. Mike, Bo, Rob hanging out with you. Building up to Super Bowl weekend, Super Bowl Sunday, and all the things that that entails as we kind of uh, look. Tiff's out in uh, in Vegas. She's doing all the things. I saw Tiff at a – she watched a, um, a, a a wedding, it looked like, yesterday on her socials. Uh, that was, I think, two days ago. Two days ago. Um, she Maybe did – um, 24 hours late she on did, her socials. She did Nickelodeon. Well, she was on Andy and Randy yesterday, and I, I called it in. It's like leaving the gym. And then she did Nickelodeon. But last night on Instagram, she did post a very Tiffany-esque post, which yeah. is the sad room service um, <laughs> post that she'll always have. And it was like cake. So she's eating cake alone in a room in Las Vegas. So it's, you know, on brand for Tiffany. Oh, man, that's unfortunate. That's uh, extremely <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, I would have listened. You talking about Super Bowl props. I would have put that uh, room service at uh, really, really heavy underdog. Or heavy favorite, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you, yeah, you want to make that bet, you're giving yeah, odds. You're, you're minus 1,000 uh, <laughs> yeah. as far as that one goes. All right, so I want to talk about some of these uh, Super Bowl props, man. Some interesting ones out there. And first of all, before we get into this, let me just ask you all this. And I, I won't ask you to make your picks just yet, but are y'all expecting a high-scoring game, low-scoring game, defensive battle, back and forth? What are y'all thinking here? Somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. What does like, that look like? like it 20, might be a first team to twenty-one. Th- it yeah. might be a first team to thirty sort of thing. Yeah, okay. nothing first team to thirty. That, yeah. Oh, I think nothing I think over that. I think okay. if a team scores thirty, they're definitely winning. Uh, right. I, I I think at 24-21 range. I'm seeing 30-27, thirty twenty-seven, thirty twenty-eight. The, you, but that's so weird about these games. Is these are two? Yeah. Believe it or not, these are two. Pretty good defense. Yeah, you don't you don't you don't look at the Chiefs that way because of uh, who their quarterback is and who their stars are. Yeah, but they only they they're only in this position because of defense. Yeah, I mean, That's it. I mean, look what they did to the Ravens. Yeah, did, yeah. Well, some would say the Ravens did it themselves, but I agree with you. That's a perfect leeway into this first one. I want to bring to y'all's attention because I think this one is worth maybe sprinkling ten bucks on if you were out there. All right, Patrick Mahomes two touchdown passes in each half. Those two in the first half. Those two in the second half. Now you might say. Odds of that are astronomical. I can tell you what the odds are. The odds are 10 to 1. All right, so you sprinkle 10 bucks to win 100 bucks if that was possibly going to happen. Sprinkle 100 bucks to win $1,000 if you were feeling frisky about it. Would that interest either one of y'all? 
I throw ten bucks at it. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think he's getting. Full. Well, that's that's why you're getting such. Nah. Good, that's yeah, why you're exactly. getting such yeah, good yeah, yeah. I don't that's waste money, so no. Patrick Mahomes two touchdown passes in each half for plus one thousand. I think it's worth ten bucks. I don't. It's worth ten bucks. I don't like wasting money. Uh, on the uh, on that uh, same thing, he is the favorite for Super Bowl MVP at plus one forty. So if you're willing to go there with plus forty, I'm assuming that he would be at the top of the list, in which he obviously is. Now, do any of these other three interest you? Brock Purdy at plus two twenty. CMC at plus 450 to be Super Bowl MVP. And then you got Travis Kelsey at plus 1400 to be Super Bowl MVP. I don't want to take Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the payout is there. I realize why he's the favorite. I think yeah. that's kind of chalk. I'd be willing to put I'd be willing to put a buck on uh Christian McCaffrey at plus four fifty. I would I would I would also be willing to take it on Travis Kelsey. At plus fourteen hundred. Yeah, that's I mean, a that, payout. That's what what is ten dollars win you? It one hundred forty. Yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, That's where, worth where's Debo's name. Uh, he's he, he's on there. I didn't include him in my notes right here. I have to, I have to look up and find him. He's on there. He's a little bit further down, I think. Uh, but I will I will give you all this one. How about this first touchdown? First touchdown odds. So this is for either team. Now you can split it up and say specifically who scores first for the Niners or who sco- uh, scores first for the Chiefs. First touchdown. Let me ask y'all out of these six, who would you be willing to sprinkle the money on? Christian McCaffrey is the odds-on favorite to score the first touchdown at plus 300. Obviously, right? That's kind of chalk going. But Pacheco at plus 550, Kelsey at plus 600, and then you have uh, the Debo, Kittle, Ayuk all at plus 900 to score the first touchdown of the game. I would take Pacheco. And I think I'd take Kelsey at plus 600. And I'm just trying not to pick Kelsey for everyone, so I'm just trying to go a little outside the box. Yeah. And Kittle. Right. I think it's gonna be the 49ers, uh, a fullback kid from Harvard. What's his check? Ju- yeah, you check. You yeah. check. Then he's they're gonna a, they're gonna sh- shoot to his wife and her custom made gear that she makes. Well, here's the thing that this w- this would be interesting because I br- I mentioned the fact that Travis Kelsey is plus 600 score the first touchdown. This is what would really be interesting. The odds. All right. The first thing that happens after the opening kickoff between these two things. All right. There's only two options. First thing to happen after the opening kickoff, here's your two options. Taylor Swift is shown on TV at minus 175. Oh. All right, so you're going to spend 175 to win 100. Or the underdog, one of the teams scores points. So after the opening kickoff, what's going to happen first? Taylor Swift shown on TV or points are being scored in the football game? Swift. Because, I'm, I'm going with but Taylor. Can you yeah. imagine if you have money? On the score being first, and Travis Kelsey is the guy that scores a touchdown, you know immediately they're going to cut. <laughs> Can you imagine how upset you'll be either way? You'll be like, ah, dang it, that was that close. Yeah, I just think that, um, say the Chiefs get the ball first, he'll make a catch on that drive, and, it, and at some point it'll, you know, and if they're scoring, it's going to be a good, good big catch, or even if not, if he's with the first down signal. Yeah, and yeah. then they're going to shoot away to her, like, ah, yeah. 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 Was that him? Was that him? Was that him? That was him? Uh, and yeah. Brittany Mahomes like, yeah! Like, and everybody like exploding anger. Oh, there she is again! Blah, well, blah, blah. Dude, both, I realized last night at dinner real quick that both sides, I mean, my wife and her and our neighbor, they're both Swifties. You can't mention Taylor Swift without, what are you, what, what, what? <laughs> And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just so weird. spot on. Hold I got, on. I got no problem with her, but that's just weird cultish it, behavior. It, it, that's but just disturbing. Taylor don't care about you. 
There has been more. You don't media, even know her. There has been more media backlash against people who don't like Taylor Swift or are not fans of it yeah. being shown than there are actually people I feel like who I, who mind it. I blame Kanye West. If Kanye West <laughs> made does, her a martyr, if he does, yeah, if he does it, and I said this last night, you're just mad because she. I don't care. I have no issues yeah. with Taylor Swift. She, I'm, I'm happy for her. But the care. thing is, is that the people that love her were have just they they're like the bay high yeah, the swifties it's, are they're, it's weird, man. they're so that you can't speak of it and it all started when kanye west gets up there and kills her on the grammys for no reason because he's kanye yeah, great say. songs for sad white women i guess <laughs> <laughs> oh man i i'm I, like i said i think there's been more blowback against these Whoever is hating on Taylor Swift yeah. on TV broadcast, there's been more blowback. It's a five-second cutaway. Who cares? That? It I don't think most me. people care. But he, like you, every day, it's Charles Barkley calls them losers. People that hate Taylor Swift. I'm like, who, who, who are we talking to? I haven't even seen anybody that's really mad about Taylor most Swift. Most people I know don't care. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to run through a couple of these. Uh, the thing I always do every freaking year is do the uh, national anthem thing, the Reba McIntyre, uh, 89 and a half seconds. Right, 89 and a half seconds. I'll probably take one way or the other. It's even odds. Mm. Over under 89 and a half seconds for the national anthem. What's the average time for it? I, it's got to be higher than that. Because I, I, think, I think with the, what was it, Stapleton a couple years ago? I think it was like two minutes for Stapleton. Like, Reba, Reba's going to do it, and she's going to get in and out. Like, that's, right. she's not. Oh, she did it this she's year? Done yeah. it, she's done it three times in the past, not at Super Bowl, three times in the past, and I think they've all been 89 seconds. Well, your R&B singers, they'll do the, uh, they'll do the uh, vocal gymnastics and aerobics, and they're going to pro- prolong a little bit. The country singers in and out. Well, there, there was one six or seven years ago. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was singing. They finished the song, and then they did the last in the home of the brave again. And Vegas is up in arms. <laughs> was it over or was it not but over? It's just, For the love of God, she said in the home of the brave. It's the same thing as holding that note at the end and yeah. just letting it go and see how long until your lung capacity gives mm-hmm. out. Yep. That that can cost you. That could cost you money. That's my favorite bet, though, because it's, it just starts. It starts it off right. You're sitting there just come on, and everybody's starting their clocks on their phone right about the same time right, right. to see if they won or lost. All right, uh, Gatorade color. And and Bo and I were talking about this before the show. All right, there is there is props about there's odds on all the Gatorade colors. And I think red's always the favorite. Uh, blue blue's always a favorite. Orange is a favorite. But if you want to group three together, all right. So if you group blue, red, and orange together, the odds that it's one of those three are minus one forty. The odds that it's not blue, red, or orange are actually plus one hundred five. I don't know that I would want to bet against it being blue, red, or orange. Bo says possibly a lemon lime could be thrown in there. It might be worth sprinkling. What's a little bit the of ice the flavor? The kind of clear one. The uh, yeah, the um, that'd be a definite outlier, wouldn't it? Fierce. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what that one is. Glacier uh-huh. something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would have to think though. It's going to be blue, red, or orange. Like because they don't. Here's the thing about these these Gatorade coolers. They don't make powder in every single color. Right, there's only like five right. different flavors that right. have the powder that you have to put in the Gatorade cooler. They're not opening bottles of Gatorade and pouring them into the cooler. It's a powder mix, mm-hmm. and you can't get that with every single flavor. So blue, red, or orange is going to be at the top. Uh, a couple more to get to real quick. Scoreless quarter in the game. Will there be a scoreless quarter in the game? I'd say absolutely will not happen. It's minus 400 uh, if you want to say no to that. it's If you think that there will be a scoreless quarter, you can actually make some money, plus 265. But you I would throw money on that, I think. I, yeah. I hear the announcers now. Shockingly, a scoreless quarter. It, 100 bucks to win 265 it, Just a scoreless quarter, though. It doesn't have to be like you don't have to pick the quarter, right? No, you don't have to pick which one. Okay. Scoreless quarter, plus 265 I'd be worth that. Missed extra point, 
plus two seventy three. Ah, uh, yeah, I would take. I would take it. That would be an interesting. I'd put ten dollars on that. Wager on that. So I you, thought you didn't you, waste money. Yeah. Well, the missed extra points seem to be a thing that happens a lot. And San Francisco's kicker has been hit or miss in the playoffs. All right, just a couple more to run through real quick. If there is a two-point uh, two conversion attempted, two-point conversion attempted, if there is one, you can make money plus 132. If there is a two-point conversion mm. even well, attempted. You better hope someone's down by 14 with about six minutes left and they score a touchdown because right. that's what the card says, Mike. Yep. Uh, last play of the game, quarterback Neal, yes, minus 200, no, plus 145. I so hope it's no not wins. the quarterback Neal. If somebody's throwing a Hail Mary on the last play of the game, you can make money. You can uh, get good odds on that. Uh, largest lead in the game over under 14 and a half. It's basically even on either side of it. And the margin of victory over under seven and a half, almost even money as well. So that'll be interesting kind of watch and follow up with i know that uh i'm gonna spread it thin i'm gonna throw some money out there and spread it thin and see what happens this hour brought to you by zero rest smart lasting clean and i'm, I'm sorry i i lied i promised uh usher ticket giveaway we're gonna do that at 8 20 though that's a october 17th concert at a uh, state farm arena so um we'll get to that at 8 20 and get a chance to go see usher who's gonna be performing at halftime by the way all right who needs a wake-up call 404-726-0929 We'll take your calls next on the morning shift. Triple in for Tiffany Sports Radio 929 the game. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.